Okay, kia ora, everybody. I want to say welcome to another episode of the Spirit Forge podcast. Um, we got a really special guest with us today um, who is uh, one of my teachers here in the Systema Club. Uh, I'd like to introduce Lauren Clements. Um, Lauren, do you want to share a couple words a little bit about um, what's brought you here today, who you are, and, and what Systema means to you? Yeah, um, first off, I uh, thank Tyson for inviting me down today um, to a kind of a unload a little bit about uh, my feelings about uh, Sistema, Russian martial art, and uh, kind of how I got into it, um, trying to lay a bit of a foundation about uh, where we can kind of take things in the future and in terms of um, subject matter and whatnot. My introduction to Sistema came in about 2005. Um, I had been training martial arts for a long time uh, prior to that. 2005 into 2006, I decided to join the police. And when I joined the police and I started getting out on the street, uh, I started to feel that my all the hard work that I'd been putting in with my martial arts training, when I was a very dedicated student, um, was falling short in a lot of places for me, mm. um, especially when I was starting to have to get hands-on with people. Right. Um, especially hands-on with people that uh, weren't so compliant as my <laughs> nice training partners had been through the years helping me along. Yeah, and um, I know this, but maybe the people listening along. So this was uh, with the New Zealand police, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, so I was a police officer, uh, again, 2005, 2006 uh, was my training period. I hit the streets 2006, uh, running out of the Mount Wellington Station here in Auckland, New Zealand. Wow. And... Um, at that time, they didn't have any of the... Um, I know they've changed the training program for some of the officers. The, you know, you can train in Auckland, but at that time, you would have had to gone away down to the Royal New Zealand Police College, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, at that time, we would spend, uh, I think it was about five, just over five months down in Porirua. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, you live in a dormitory setting with the, the other characters that were hoping to make the best of it. Yep. And um, they kind of put you through the ringer in a, in a classroom situation. Uh, learning about the laws and things like that and whatnot, and then practical scenario training. Yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity to stay there for about three weeks. Uh, yeah. I, did, I, did, I did some coursework there as well, uh, too. Yeah, gotcha. um, but I was always fascinated because, you know, it's such cool training that the police do. Yeah. I remember being there one day up in the classroom when we were looking outside, yeah, and yeah. Um, I don't know if they did this for you, but um, they were doing riot training. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was also a family day. And oh, so yeah, they okay. got all the, the recruits and they lined them up, but they got their family members to line up and Chuck be at the ride and chuck stuff at them. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, too fun. Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's where I ended up um, enjoying most of my policing was joining a, a, a squad in the, within the police called, uh, at the time it was called technical policing unit or team yeah. policing. Right. Which our job was to, um, at the base of it, learn about riot control, crowd control and things like that. Yeah. Um, Secondary to that, so we'd be the guys that rock around in the in the paddy wagons on Fridays and Saturday nights, and pretty much deal with street disorder and fighting. Wow, it was, it was a big part of our so what we were dealing with. So like late night. That's a late night. People heavily intoxicated. Yep. Um, having their own ideas about how their life should be <laughs> um, tracking at that point, uh, three o'clock in the morning. Um, obviously, trying to have some people are out there to have some really good fun, but there are, as as we know, um, there are some real predators uh, in and out of that mix. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there are there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a generalization you could say in you know all big cities, right? You're going to have a mix of that, but mm. I don't know, man. There's something um, 
something about the mix in New Zealand. There are some pretty um, some pretty serious characters out on the streets. You yeah, know, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it. And then when we're, when we're adding in alcohol and drugs and things like that, and then obviously the time and the amount of time that they've been. Um, and doing these substances and getting themselves riled up. Yeah. Four or five in the morning is pretty much when it would kind of hit the fan for us. Yeah. As a unit. Well, I can, I can only imagine a fraction of the adversity you would have faced doing that. Um, (laughs) But then having, uh, I guess some of the, the benefit uh, of you being my teacher in Sistema Mm. and some of the exposure to the ideas around Sistema, I can see you, where you would have wanted to seek that out in terms of oh, okay. uh, wanting to add some supplemental training, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, initially for me, uh, there's tie-ins to kind of getting hands-on with people and learning how to control people and whatnot. Um, the the real initial benefit that I saw from Sistema um, in that practical application is that it, it took the blinders off of me. And I started getting away from being so hyper-focused on one minute detail of a situation going down and losing track of everything else that's swirling around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so starting to have a bit more awareness of my myself within these um, situations mm-hmm. that were unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, within our police training, we were always told to, um, as we're, say, driving to a... Uh, a situation start to develop a plan of a uh, a plan that we're going to follow um which is all well and good when you talk about it but the moment you open that car door and step your feet onto the ground everything has probably changed well away from where that plan that you had built up in your head was going to take you yeah and so it started getting me away from kind of again having those blinders on um getting myself really hyped up and rocked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was almost in a state of agitation mm. heading into a situation, which um, obviously there's times to be kind of aggressive and forceful and whatnot, but there's also times when if you get into that mode and mentali- uh, that mentality that, again, we're just putting up a big blinder yeah. to a lot of things that could be happening and, yeah. and ways to diffuse situations. Um to be honest, look, uh, people join the police you know, for all kinds of different reasons. Um, for me, I wanted to I wanted to see if my martial arts training prior to that could stand up to mm. um, getting in the mix with people. Yeah, um, that lasted about a year and a half. That mentality. <laughs> what changed? Uh, the cha- the change was is that I started to, for once, come away with injuries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was put into a place where, you know, unfortunately, um, my use of force was probably over the top at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we're starting to talk about um, losing our responsibility towards the people that we're supposed to be taking care of. Yeah. The Whether guardianship it, aspect, right? That's it. Yeah. Whether or not they're good people or, or bad people um, and they're doing things that uh, we may not agree with and are obviously against the law and things like that. We, there's still a duty of care yeah. that uh, needs to be upheld mm. um, as, a, as a main priority within that. Um, and sometimes that just gets lost when you're talking about being fueled by adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, having assumptions about how certain people are, and that, and we can get into this down the line and whatnot, but that turns into things like racism, mm-hmm. 
sexism, da, yeah. da, 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 and mm-hmm. it goes to some pretty horrible places when you start to kind of box people into these same little pictures. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a topic that that I I kind of talk to people a lot in the work I do, mm. um, and you know, particularly when you have long-standing relationships, I think a little bit of a bit of a different dynamic because yeah, yeah. um, you may have seen the same people again yeah. more than once, right? Oh, but, yeah. but on the law of averages, maybe there, there would have been more variety. I know sometimes uh, for some of the staff working in the prisons mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, the danger becomes the continuity of yeah, that gotcha. relationship and then yeah, yeah. how those... Complacency starts yeah. coming in. Yeah. And you've had five good days with this person and something sets them off. Yeah. The mood is different and then you're facing a whole different thing. Yeah. If you've locked yourself into complacency, then it's a big, that's a big problem. So if you were to kind of maybe, cause I actually think that's an important thing to talk yeah. about a little bit around how in the early stages, mm. um, when you were doing that kind of work, right. Yeah, yeah. And then you started to have a bit of a change, yeah. but do you think that that was just a natural byproduct of just the reality of dealing with difficult situations and then you have to change your approach or do you think that your training in Sistema also influenced it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it influenced it, but it's because it brought it to light right. that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really started to feel um, that I was pushing shit uphill sometimes yep. and trying to do the same take the same path with the same people over and over. We visit the same families every week sometimes. Yeah. With domestic violence issues, drinking issues, mm-hmm. out-of-control parties and whatnot. And you start to realize, like, you can push and push and push. But, um, yeah, they're not the ones that are going to change. Yeah, they're locked into the... Just as I was locked into a mode, they're locked into a mode. So I start saying, okay, I'm not going to change these people. What, what I can do is I can change myself. Mm-hmm. That's where Sistema really started coming on board with me. Mm-hmm. And that I was starting to see, um, uh, for one, physically, um, my body is starting to be a bit more adaptive. Mm. Um, I was starting to get less injuries over time. Um, but while being able to do the same tasks I was, that were required of me, mm-hmm. um, starting to be a bit more malleable about, um, you know, do you go in heavy-handed or do you go in with a light heart and you try and make a kind of, you start joking around with the person and get them to lighten up a little bit, mm-hmm. start coaxing them towards your way rather than just trying to, you know, pound the nail down yeah. over and over and over. Mm. And over time, look, there's um, some failures in those regards. There are some real successes, mm-hmm. um, especially when I, uh, I moved away from where I originally started out and I moved into the city. Yep. which I really liked um, being a part of, um, especially when I was with the, out with the homeless people and whatnot. Sure. And, um, I took the tact of, um, look, I, you know, some of them are problematic. Some of them just want to be left alone. But if you can start to, with the homeless guys, you start to get them on your side by joking around with them and treating them like real human beings and... You know, I'm not getting into too much depth in my own life and whatnot, but starting to pick their brains a little bit and see how they kind of function and respond to different things. That after um, five years of that, um, I would have uh, be out on patrol and I would have homeless guys come up to us and, and start talking to us right. and saying, look, there's a group of kids down here that are just wreaking havoc. And they would start kind of pointing them out to us. Yeah. So it starts to come to light. There's a nice uh, kind of a give and take in our relationship mm-hmm. changed over the time. So, and, and 
in the long run, and I think that's what we should be doing with our martial arts study, is like, how do we do the same tasks, but make the work easier and easier and easier? Yeah. Not that we, we don't have to fight for it sometimes, you know, and obviously that's always going to be a part of it, but how do we start coaxing it around to, how do we make this uh, a bit smoother for ourselves? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, before we started recording the podcast, we mm. talked a little bit around one of the neat ideas around Sistema mm. is around the cultivation of a calm psyche. Yeah. Right? And, and um, um, you shared that that, uh, that was a quote that we got from Konstantin Komarov yeah, so, um, from his book, The Sistema Manual, yeah, yeah. which is a really great book, yeah. by no, the way. That's really terrific. Um, but I hear that woven into the story that you just shared a little bit in the yeah. terms of in your early experiences dealing with really difficult situations, mm-hmm. right? Um, that for better, or for worse, you know, coming into the chaos, you know, even you're saying before, like making a plan before coming in, maybe you're coming in in an agitated state yeah, yeah. Um, prior or whatever, That's right? Um, at some point, something changed that you started to kind of approach or walk into your professional work mm. um, a little bit more calm, yeah, yeah. I suppose, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, th- there's a really simple um, kind of uh, picture uh, that I can kind of give you. I'd be walking down Queen Street, um, feeling very relaxed, chit-chatting with my partners, keep an eye on what's going on. We'd see something happening, okay? I'd go and step into the street, and I wasn't realizing this was happening right away, but the moment I was stepping into the street, I was starting to hold my breath. Okay. So by the time that I've walked across the street, navigated traffic, um, still not breathing properly, approach these people, my systems are already ramped up because I haven't been breathing properly. Okay, so if we if we um, look at uh, Constantine's manual, okay, some of the first drilling that he talks about is starting to dial yourself down a little bit and using these breath techniques, mm-hmm. starting to get con- active control of your breathing. Um, so after I started to at first, it was just acknowledge that was happening, and so I started looking at myself. Okay, why I've I've run up to this person? Why why the heck am I puffed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Less than 50 meters. Yeah. Yeah, I should be able to handle that run with no problem. Okay, what's happening there? What's the, what's the deficit there? Where's the gap? And lucky enough, I had a bit of guidance from my teachers and whatnot, and they said, look at your breathing. What's happening there? Yeah. I tried, initially, I tried not to change anything. I think that's a big part of um, the study that we do. When people come into class, I uh, often ask them, don't try and do anything mm-hmm. um, too well beyond uh, how you act normally. Yeah, we have to set what the baseline is. We got to figure out where you're sitting, um, what needs to kind of be tweaked out, and that can take a little bit of an adjustment period. But right away, um, after I've gone through that little period of acknowledging that there was a problem, then I can start to look for some solutions. Yeah, about how to start to make those adjustments and, and change my course a little bit, course correcting. Yeah, it's neat. Like you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information out there right now on breathing, mm-hmm. and um, even you know, it's even widely available, you know, I say tactical breathing, you know, and they yeah, talk about um, box breathing and stuff like that, but they never talk about, like they, they the breath work can be a tool yep. that you consciously utilize, right? But yep. there's, there's never a lot of conversation around outside of that minute little time that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. you, you're not right. And, you know, there's not a lot of talk around how the person orients themselves to stressful situations, um, what their lead up is to it. It's almost like, okay, you're in the shit. 
box breathe, <laughs> yeah. calm yourself down. Oh, you're yeah, not? Okay, do, do whatever you want, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think the bigger piece is like, what is the, what's that person's breath and what's their orientation with it mm-hmm. before yeah. they get into that situation, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, in my own mind, I think about, I, I picture breathing uh, as the engine of a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that, the engine of the train hasn't had its proper maintenance, people aren't looking into the gauges properly, yep. um, all kinds of things can spiral out of control, and then all of a sudden you've got an engine that's down, and then the, the carriages being pulled along are not being taken to where they need to be taken to. Right. Okay? Yeah. So if we can start to look at some of these gauges, um, one of my teachers, Emmanuel Menelokakis over in Toronto, uh, Toronto Fight Club, um, he, would, he talks about it in terms of um, you've got gauges on your car. Right. Yeah, and we pay a lot of attention to those because they're very important. We have the same gauges in ourselves. We start looking at it. Um, it could be things like the smoothness of our breath. Mm. Are, we, are we huffing and puffing when we shouldn't be? Where is our breathing? Are we, are we concentrating to a lot of people? I'm, I'm also a massage therapist at this point in my life. A lot of people coming through um, the clinic, uh, I look at their breathing while they're on the table, Very a lot of um, upper chest breathing happening. People are not accessing the nice movement of their diaphragm. Yeah. They're not accessing their ribs properly. Um, it's all in their upper chest and their necks, so they're getting very, very shallow breathing mm. happening for themselves, um, which just it just builds into tension, and that tension starts to infest the rest of their body. Mm. So for my own practice... Um, depending on what I'm up to, um, it can be from very soft work to very, very vigorous work. Um, my number one priority at the, from any of those uh, with inside that spectrum is what's happening with my breathing. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledging. Uh, a big trick that we use in, um, or tip we use in Sistema is initially you really make it so you can hear yourself breathing. Yeah. You're, you're audibly inhaling. <sighs> and exhaling for as much as possible so that you can start to clue in that's another gauge so you can hear yourself breathing so you can start taking yourself through some movements Um, maybe you're doing it solo maybe you're working with a partner but you can start to use it as a gauge Mm. when am I not hearing myself breathe yeah could be certain movements it could be for some people it's injuries they go to put um, they or put some pressure on uh, maybe a shoulder that's a bit damaged or whatnot, or the hip is a bit damaged, and there's a bit of guarding happening on, so they want to hold their breath and hold on to that. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty common thing. I've been through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine everyone else has been through it, but you know, how do we use that information we're getting from audibly breathing to really manage ourselves? You can play around with the kind of the depth of the breath could be very shallow that you're playing around with. Yep. Could be very deep breathing you're going for. You mentioned that you got up this morning and mm-hmm. took yourself outside yep. and enjoyed a bit of sun and did some nice big deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. What, what brought that on for you? What was the impetus for that? Uh, I woke up and I felt a little bit uh, congested. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, before I moved to New Zealand, I was mm. living um, near the Rocky Mountains in Canada. Yeah. Gotcha. I was up in, I was up in elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, above sea level, near the mountains. Yeah, nice clean air. Uh, 
moved to Auckland mm. and it's like sea level. Sea level. <laughs> and uh, gotcha. I, I started to get like asthma yeah. and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, new country, new flora and fauna, new stuff in the air. I yeah, was getting uh, a lot of that um, allergy induced yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of asthma. So um, when I first moved, I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like I felt like, you know, before I was like this, you know, quite healthy strapping guy. And then I got to New Zealand. I'm like, I'm in paradise and yeah, I feel yeah. like an old man. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. no, that's it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, of course, you know, the first thing you do, you go to the doctor, this or that, and they, they mm. prescribe you whatever. And yeah. um, I was using those medications and they did the trick, but I was like, I don't like being on them. Yeah, I'm like, it. I'm, I was like, you know, I'm 32, man. I shouldn't yeah, be, yeah. you know, have, being strapped with an inhaler on my hip. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? And I yeah, never yeah. needed before. So yep. I, I just stopped taking it. Yeah. And then I started doing breath work yeah, gotcha. to open myself up. And then yeah, it was kind of around a similar time I started Systema with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. And so in that period when I was transitioning off those mm-hmm. uh, medications, um, what I used to do was if I ever woke up and I felt that tightness in my chest, yeah. right, um, I would start doing uh, walking and breathing exercises uh, yeah, okay. to progressively open up my lungs a bit, yeah, good right? Point. Really simple. It's a- and, it, you know, it wasn't a quick fix, Yeah. but, and like maybe let, let's say I, I didn't get the, like if there was a level of like say 100% was I, I you know, huffed on that inhaler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the breath walk wouldn't make it all go away. Yeah. But I could get to 80. Yeah, I gotcha. Right, with, with not the need for yeah. anything, any medicine. Yeah, that's it. And, um, so I started doing that. So, but now I can do it a bit different. I've learned some mm. different techniques. That's and good. so this morning I got up, made a cup of coffee, yeah, um, got out in the sunshine, yeah. and did really deep, yeah, deep breathing to the point where it was flexing, forcefully out. opening yeah. up my lungs, good, um, and then relaxing and breathing out, like just l- muscularly letting go, yeah, nice, and sinking down into myself, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did, you know, sitting in the sun. Five breaths. Yeah. Big glug of, of a uh, reset. Yeah. Nice, a nice big coffee. <laughs> Do it five more times. Get the old go juice going. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I don't use those, those medications anymore. Oh, that's good. Um, and I mean, you know, I've talked to you. That's one aspect just from a health aspect, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, a simple thing, but yeah. exposure to that work yeah. from Sistema yeah, is yeah. one example of how I've functionalized some things in my life. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The I was talking uh, to a friend of mine about this the other day, or actually I laid it out uh, at the at the class the other day. Yeah. That um, the real real functional thing that I've got out of Sistema mm. um, has never been fisticuffs. Yeah, gotcha. It's never been um, that uh, uh, self defense edge. Mm-hmm. It's been using my breath. Yeah to control my physiology yeah good so i don't lose control of a situation yeah that's it where there could have been consequences yeah, yeah right yeah. um and although it sounds like uh somewhat anticlimactic yeah. when you talk about yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. like what do you do with your Warrior systema <laughs> it it really really kept me safe yeah, that's it. And it's just that acknowledgement of understanding that the breath is the is a bridge. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah. Um, and if you can't control it, yeah. your physiology will run away from you. Yeah, that's and it. And next minute, you might as well be a gorilla. Yeah, that's it. Because you're going to, you know. Spiral out. Yeah. That's it. And then, you know, then you start to get into, you know, once you get to that point, you know, are you in that fight, 
freeze flight yeah, yeah. modality. Yeah, um, pants. Yeah, when you like when <laughs> yeah. you like you know when you really get into yeah, a stress yeah, situation, yeah. and you know, often cases because of uh, those situations, I would find myself in. Mm. Um, well, you know, you can't really flee. Yeah. Because um, when you're inside environments, you know, you, everything's controlled electronically or you're here, there. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't really so much an option, right? Yeah, that's um, it. And, you know, I guess you could fight, but then, you know, you got to really make some choices. Yeah, that's it. And the kind of work I was doing is like I didn't have a crew with me a lot of the time. Right. Um, so I'd often be interviewing alone yeah, or gotcha. doing this or doing that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes it would work out like you would uh, be interviewing in a controlled space. So, there would be controlled access. Somebody would be on the other end of some bars, yeah, you yeah. know, or something like that, but sometimes not. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, just a different, but for the times that, um, when it really counted, yeah. like I said, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, f- uh, punching and kicking and moving and throwing. And yeah, it yeah. wasn't that work that saved me. Yeah. Yeah. It was focusing on my breath so that I could stay cognizant and thinking yeah, there you go. to stay control of the situation and then, you know, get out of it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I often get asked the question when Sistema comes up, um, what is it? Yeah. What, what do you, how do you frame it in your own mind? For me, uh, Sistema is a health system. Mm-hmm. From the base of learning how to breathe properly, getting our bodies agile, mobile, strong, pliable, etc., all the way up through being able to take care of yourself when the time arises, there's nobody that can talk me out of the idea that that is not a healthy thing to learn how to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, with Sistema, it's uh, everyone will come in with a, a different background. Uh, the way I explain to people when they come down, everyone comes in with a different skill set. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some people, that is years and years and years of martial arts training. Yeah. Um, um, I've had guys that have come through the store that if we had 15 people here that they could easily rip through 15 people without sweating themselves out. You know what I mean? Um, but they're here for something different than that. They know they can do that. Yeah. But what they're finding is that as, a, as age kind of catches up with them, they're starting to lose that mobi- uh, the mobility that they once had readily available to them. Yeah, um, these are the type of things that, they're, or they're they're finding that they're just so stressed out that the body is so full of tension they can't unlock it anymore. Mm. So I find that um, from those from those people, they're looking. For, that's what they're looking for. They're not mm. looking here to come here and learn how to punch. They've thrown ten thousand, fifty thousand punches in their lifetime. They know how to punch somebody. Yeah. But they can't sit down, they can't take a walk in the sunshine and relax their brains enough. They're always on all the time. They're just getting fried out. Other end of the spectrum is that you come in with people that have, maybe their skill set is that they can walk down the street and not get run over or walk into a pole or trip off a curb. Yeah. Okay. Um, and no, no martial arts background. With both people, we just start giving them ideas about um, maybe different ways they can function, okay? So the idea is that we're starting to balloon out their ideas about what they are capable of, mm-hmm. whether that is developing strength or developing, we'll use broad terms, developing relaxation, okay? So we bring them and we start chucking these ideas at them. Some of these things that we show people, will, they'll take on right away. It fits in with their goals, their capacities, where their body's at at the time. 
um, and they'll take that on board. They'll hold that with them. That's um, that's part of them now. Some of the things we we chuck at people, and I still have the same thing. I've been doing this for quite a while now, um, where I'm kind of look. I can see a bit of a benefit in the the actions and drills that we're taking, but sometimes there's a little bit of head scratching going on. Like, how does this fit into this picture? For some of that, um, sometimes it's encouraged that okay. We set that stuff aside for the time being. We can always come back to it and mm-hmm. draw it back in when maybe the capacities have expanded a little bit and they'll make a little bit more sense. But we're still exposing them to it because we, we want to show them where things can go with their practice. Some things we show to people, again, talking about their capacities, their goals, how their bodies function, will never, ever apply to them. Okay? And so with Sistema, we don't try and force them into this little box Sistema box, we say, no, you're going to get rid of that. It's useless to you. It's, it's, it's chum and chuff. And it's not going to help you in the long run, okay, because it takes too much. There's too much output going on. There's not enough re- retention and, and input into your system. Mm-hmm. So once we start setting those things aside or getting rid of them, what happens is that, that big bubble that we've expanded them out to has started to condense again. We condense it down, condense it down, and what they've come back down to is now they have a new skill set. Okay. The problem with martial arts training and where we see kind of people letting themselves down is that they they don't realize that that little process of bringing things in, playing around, experimenting with them, getting rid of the garbage, coming down to that new skill set, it has to happen over and over and over again. Mm. Day in and day out, month after month, year after year, okay? And we're starting to get down to a really boiled down set of skills, mm-hmm. which are generally referred to in martial arts terms as kind of your go-tos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things that you're very comfortable with. You know how to make them work properly. Um, when you get into strife and struggle and, and real good pressure, um, you can snap into those things and they'll have a good, generally a good result for you. Yeah. Rather than kind of flailing around. And not that it's not um, good to always be open to experimenting mm-hmm. and trying new ways and trying things from a different angle. One of my, <clears throat> excuse me, one of my teachers said it really nicely. He says, Imagine like Sistema is a ball. And what you're going to start to do is you're going to start to look at that ball from as many different angles as possible. Okay? So you're looking at a different... You're looking at the same thing, but it's from a different picture or a different vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're starting to gravitate to the things that will kind of embed inside ourselves. For me, it is getting in close with people. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of size on my <laughs> on my side at times. Um I don't like to be out of the end of people's hands. I my reaction time. Not that I try. Not that I don't try and develop this and make it better. Mm-hmm. My reaction times. I'm. I'm not a snappy dude. Mm-hmm. Pretty laid back kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to dealing with hands and things flying around my face or kicks coming at me, I prefer to just close distance yeah. and shut down. Um, that will be some. That will be systemic training. That will also be some of my past training, but a big part of that is my experience in the police, where that's what our job was to do. Yeah. Close in on somebody, if you're going to decide to control them, 
get them down to the ground, put some weights into them, get them under control, mm-hmm. whether that's by yourself or luckily, mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to have some partners with you to do mm-hmm. that. So these ideas of um, kind of fisticuffs and standing fighting, that's, that's quite removed from where my brain likes to go to. Mm. Not that I don't play around with it. We do plenty of drills here with System Auckland um, when we are going just through that. Yeah. Hands are flying at you. Well, it makes me think a little bit too as well is that, you know, if you think about the majority or the type of demographic or the type of people mm. that uh, walk through the door here, okay. for you as a teacher, you have a certain lens in terms of what material you're providing them. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of who they are, right? So, yep. you know, I, I often think there's almost, um, you have to really have a real sense of responsibility mm-hmm. on the training you provide people yeah, oh, because yeah. the training they do yeah. is what they're going to do That's when they're under duress. So yeah. if you give somebody a knife yep. and you teach them how to defend themselves with a knife and that's all they do, yep. then their notion you know, do you know is that yeah, idea? Yeah. It's like, you what know, what happens when there's no knife? Yeah, you want to go to the knife because yeah. you're really good at it. So we, we have well, to experiment and play. And even that too, like talking about, you know, these these are people that, um, not not to say we have had other police officers and, and mm-hmm. other people come through for training and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, on average, oh, yeah. the average person coming through is is a is a yeah, yeah. Is is average a, Joe guy. Yep, gal. Yep, family person working. That's you it. know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know general civilian population um and so yeah like you know the training needs to reflect what the potential consequences might be for them for their uh actions as well too right because the the law in new zealand um you know is is pretty neutral Uh, it's not like other countries where you know if you were attacked and under duress you know, oh well, you're uh, you're in your house, you're in your property. Yeah, you know, you're you're you're, yeah. you're within your rights. That's a kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas in New Zealand, it's um, you know, neutralize the threat and then get out of dodge. That's it. But um, you know, when people get amped up, that's it. It's real hard for them to do that, right? Oh heck yeah. yeah. So especially if you know you're training to train to finish. Yeah. You yeah. know, kind that's of thing. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I, f- I find the difference in my previous training. Um, Look, I went through years of uh, training Chinese Kung Fu. And my first exposure, real exposure to getting whacked around was Wing Chun. Great teacher named Clinton. I forget his last name. I I apologize. Um, uh, Out of Napier, um, out of a guy's garage. There's probably four or five of us. Um, I I knew absolutely nothing. My draw to martial arts um, goes back to maybe the mid... 80s mm-hmm. where there were a lot of ninja movies coming out yeah and that was like a real draw to me but i never took it anywhere we were just kind of messed around and dressed up like ninjas when we were 13 14 years old yeah. and try to make grappling hooks and stuff like that and throwing stars and whatnot i i still maintain yeah. and i mean i had the same exposure yeah. you know because we're pretty similar in age me and you yeah, yeah. you know could that have been the golden age of the martial arts movie? <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, like we we we, we were absolutely saturated in it yeah, growing up it. as teenagers, right? Oh, so, totally. Ninja yeah. smoke bombs and all that stuff, yeah. and silently rappelling down from the ceiling. And, mm. um, but then I, uh, I I I faded away from that for a long time. Never had any formal training or anything like that. We just mucked around in friends' backyards and stuff. Yeah, and, sure. Um, but then, um, luckily, I, I, I met my my lovely wife. Um, who is a uh, Chinese Malaysian, and she started exposing me to real kung fu movies. Mm. And initially, look, I've never been a fighter. 
you know, my brother and I would get in scraps and stuff like that. That's about it. A few, I don't know, after school kind of dust ups and whatnot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wrestling around. Yeah, as you do. Staking your claim. Yeah. New kid in school and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I started watching these movies with her, and I was just really amazed at uh, my big draw was um, she was a big Jackie Chan fan, I was a big Jet Li fan. Yeah. And I was just amazed at what he was doing with his body. Um, and I was kind of into a little bit of yoga and stuff like that at mm-hmm. the time. So I was trying to get a bit of awareness of my own body and my capacities and my lack of capacities at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I started looking at these Kung Fu movies. I said, I want to start doing something like that. And so I sought out this guy, Clinton. And so um, he whacked me around a bit. Um, I, 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 think, I don't think at that time I was ready for it. Because I can remember... Uh, what really kind of put a stop to me going there was um, I got a big gnarly head kick that kind of sent me <laughs> yeah. spinning and star- yeah. seeing stars and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, oh. And that kind of backed me out of it a bit. And by the end of it, I was just not going anymore. Right, true. Because it was just too much for me. I didn't understand any of it. Yeah. So I kind of switched over to more yoga, started doing a little bit of Tai Chi and whatnot. But then I was like, oh, man, I... Uh, what I was looking at, I was like, okay, my body's coming on board now. My brain's coming on board with these movements. But where do they, where do they go to? What, what do they head towards in terms of um, taking, care, taking care of yourself, you know, and being able to be hands-on with people and whatnot? And so I started going into um, the big hook for me was Bakwa Shang. Mm-hmm. I did a in-style Bakwa Shang, which is um, uh, not a very pretty Bakwa Shang. It's very cold, very crisp, very short movements. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started getting me really strong, and then I started getting hands-on with people. Um, I This was a, all in the States, so I moved here with uh, my wife. Um, and I was looking for the same thing, but I couldn't find it. I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do now? Because um, I was really hooked into it. And I, seriously, I did like a good six years solid of that, doing up to... Like a base session for me at that time was three hours. Right. And I was trying to do that every day. Yeah. Luckily enough, I had jaw. I worked in kitchens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always liked to put myself in a place in the kitchen where I would go in super early, five in the morning, mm-hmm. so that I was done by one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then I got a bit of a space there. Before my wife comes home, we can chill out together. How do I fill that space? I'm going to do my bagua. Yeah. Okay. So it gives me a good three hours to do that. Sometimes I was doing six hours a day, mm-hmm. if I was including the classes I was going to. Yep. So I was really hooked into it, and I came here, and I just couldn't find what I was looking for. Yeah. So it kind of like oh, I got a bit, um, I don't know, I let it fade away from me again. Mm-hmm. But that's when I started to look into um, kettlebells. Mm-hmm. So I started doing kettlebell training, mm-hmm. um, all the Pavel stuff and whatnot. And um, but I remember reading one of the manuals, and it might have been, um, it might have been a Scott Sonnen manual. And one of the last sentences in it is just said Russian martial art. And I was like, oh, Russians. Kettlebells. Kettlebells, Russians. Kettlebells martial are, yeah. Art. Oh, I've never thought about Russians having their own martial arts. Yeah. So I started looking into that. Mm. And that's where I stumbled upon um, our teacher, uh, Vladimir yeah. Vasiliev, uh, who runs out of Toronto. And I started looking at some of the videos he was putting out. And these are, uh, for the guys that have been around the system and whatnot, these are their old um, uh, TRS video series mm. that he did. And I was like, holy smokes. 
this is what I thought Bagua was going to give to me. Yeah, with my training in Bagua, it's very it was very regimented. Mm-hmm. You do standing practice, you do turning circle practice, you do stationary power developments um, practices, and then you do footwork power development mm-hmm. practices. A little bit of hands-on application-wise, just so you know what the movements are going to teach you. But again, because it was really regimented, it's like you don't get to see the martial, the art part of it, mm. which I felt when I was watching Vladimir far out. There's like a real art here where it looks like he is being completely spontaneous. He's moving where his body is telling him to move as it is required within whatever dynamic it is. I really like watching um, some of these clips because it would seem like um, in Bakuai, it's similar to what you probably experience in Aikido. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feed you this attack so mm-hmm. you can respond to that attack. Yeah. That's stylistically yeah, almost. Very stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Bagua, uh, at least from what I was taught in kind of, I guess, the quote-unquote level that I was at. My teachers were respective of that. Mm. Um, but then I started seeing, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. I think this is the freedom that I was supposed to be learning in Bagua. But I felt, again, like I'd been shoved into this little box. And I was only allowed to do this, allowed to do that. So I started kind of scratching my head. And I looked at it, I started doing some of the solo practices for myself. Um, get into the police, you know, my body is, I'm pretty fit, pretty conditioned, feel like I can be roughed up a little bit and not be too worse for wear. Um, but again, I'm stuck in these boxes. Yeah. So my ability to think outside the box and act outside the box was very limited. And I started to feel like I didn't have any freedom. Um, but I didn't have access to a systemic group. Okay. Um, so I started looking into close core combat, Krav Maga, I did for a little while, a um, little bit of boxing, um, touch base with some, a few MMA gyms and whatnot. But what I didn't like about that, it just didn't fit with my personality in terms of, um, I'm not a very aggressive dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have learned to kind of harness that as I've needed to over the years, mm-hmm. but that's not my go-to. Yeah. So it just didn't kind of fit with me. I could see the practicality of what they were up to on that side of the spectrum, but there is a big void, and that's if we call it, I don't know, if we go the opposite, and kind of this the spiritual or the the mental emotional components to that. Yeah. Uh, when I start to read about Sistema and what kind of the some of the the things that we promote and that are promoted by our teachers, it seems to kind of fill in that void it's Mm -hmm. not just all practical work they're starting to really get us to start to take a hard look at ourselves how what our place is in the world and at life at a certain point of time yeah i mean i've always um when i try and explain a little bit Mm. to people about what system is um you know it's about the person yeah right that's it it's about it's about you and um you know how you live your life and how you kind of carry it with you as you navigate these different places you find yourself in. Right. That's um, I was talking with a friend about the other day, um, trying to draw out that comparison. Like what's the difference between say something like Sistema, um, in a martial sport, yeah, uh, yeah. so to speak. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, not to say that you can't develop these, these thoughts or attributes in martial sports, yeah. you know, but, yeah, for sure. 
the way I explain it is that uh, what you're doing is building something for yourself in your life wherever you go. Yeah. Right? That's it. It's not for just this place. Yep. It's for everything everywhere you go yeah. right you're you're it's an integration of these ideas that's it um you know in terms of trying to develop yourself yeah yeah that's it, it can, look it, it could be something simple as oftentimes i would go down to mm. i gotta take out the garbage yep i'm i'm hinging for the hips bending down to wrap up the garbage and i'm thinking then i think in my head okay i've lost my system there why why the heck am i not down on my haunches Doing a nice squat, keeping my back nice and straight, chest nice and open, so I can breathe properly. Yeah, to do a simple task like that. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, so you, we have a similar story. Mm. I think I told you mine the other day, mm. um, where one day I was having to squat real deep and reach under my sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like way deep, deep, deep. Like yeah, in yeah, such yeah. a compromised. Yeah, like like <laughs> reaching into the darkness, like. Yeah. back to get that thing in the very back of the cupboard hunched over yeah. um, and I was holding my breath Yeah, right. and I was halfway through I'm like oh, why, why, the heck am, why, I why am I doing that man That's it. so I relaxed I took a breath and that was kind of like one of the little funny aha moments yeah, yeah. similar to what you That's were saying it. right yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like softening out the edges yeah yeah making things nice and soft mm. And that's not, we take soft to, often, especially in this country here, we've got a lot of hard fellows around mm-hmm. and hard ladies around. Mm-hmm. So whenever you bring up these ideas of softening yourself, being accepting, da, 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 you get a lot of pushback against that. Yeah. But there's a time for that. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to say it should be a floppy noodle all the time. Um, uh, one of the other instructors that I really look to um, s- says it really nicely. Uh, Kevin Secor runs mm-hmm. out of um, Montreal. Um, it's tension is not a bad word. Yes, what he says. Yeah, uh, I've taken that on board, and he's using the dynamic of look. If we didn't have ten- a natural tension in our body, we wouldn't be able to walk around. We wouldn't be able to stand up. Mm. Okay, what we're looking at is not tension for tension's sake. We were looking at excess tension. Mm. How we, for some reason, humans, and I see this all the time in the in the um, in the massage clinic, mm-hmm. we love to burden ourselves with excess tension. We like we backpack it around. Especially Kiwis, they're very stoic kind of people. Yeah, you know, they don't like to to um, give airs that uh, things are bothering them. Yeah, um, they'll they'll say everything's all right when they've got a mountain of shit laid on top of them. Mm. everything's fine everything's cool drawing that out of them and getting to admit that they're a bit vulnerable and soft uh, very problematic yeah in both these settings as a martial arts instructor and uh, when i'm working with them as clients on the massage table yeah i mean um me and you have talked about this before too i mean i think you make that 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 case for uh, a lot of people um and I'll lay down an idea mm-hmm. or, or, or a concept. I, I, I believe it, and I think you might too, but I'll, I'll share it for you to see yeah, what yeah. you think. But, you know, the, the, the tension and stresses that people accumulate mm. in their daily lives, if they don't have tools to get rid of them, yeah. anchor into the body, Yeah. right? Yo, heck yeah. And lead to dysfunction. That's Whether it. you want to say that's, you know, uh, loss of, well, I don't know, it plays out lots of different ways, yeah. but... Sore backs, sore shoulders. All that, right? I mean, you know, one thing that I've always felt, and we we were talking before Mm. as well, uh, before we were recording, 
about how you can have um, uh, conscious and unconscious experience of your training mm-hmm. and you can drift. Yeah, yeah. Right? So oh, for, for, sure. for the times that like I, I've certainly had periods, whether you want to call them plateaus versus yeah. peaks yeah, yeah. or you're a bit adrift, um, but you're still training, right? But you're, you're not focused. But although that, uh, that loss of focus, one of the good things about training yeah. is that it's almost quite uh, like it's like a self-care thing. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I've really thought about with Sistema is that it's a, it is a very healing, yeah, yeah. not only process to go through, but a very therapeutic thing. Yeah. As well, too. Whether you want to say that's for uh, you know self care for your body, yeah, yeah, right. That's it. Um, but you know, there's this uh, often ill quoted mm. quote. Yeah, you know, go to Sistema is cheaper than therapy. Yeah, yeah, kind gotcha. of thing, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm curious, like, what do you think? You know, you've had the benefit of being a teacher for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. What changes have you seen in people who've been training long term? Uh, there's a resilience that builds up in people. Mm-hmm. There's confidence that starts building up in people. General awareness mm-hmm. of themselves. And kind of, um, if we're talking about on the on the floor, they tend to put themselves in um, quote unquote dangerous positions a mm-hmm. bit less. My hope would be that that's a tricky thing. Is we have people coming down to training, and we try and get this over to them as best as we can is that this training is just, it's like, a, it's like a microcosm of what's happening away from the training room floor. Um, I often use the example of uh, you could have a, a group at a seminar, mm-hmm. got 30 people there, yep. okay? And you say, um, please raise your hand um, if you've uh, ever been in an argument. Everyone will raise their hand. Yeah, sure. You say, keep your hand up. And uh, if you thought that argument was going to become physical, people will drop their hands. Mm-hmm. Then you say, keep your hand up if um, you actually did get physical with somebody. And even more people will drop their hands. So you're looking at a pretty sparse group. You're talking you know, less than 10 people, yeah. probably. Okay, But then you start to go, okay, how many people have received a bill in the mail that they weren't expecting? Those 30 people will raise their hand up. Yeah. Yeah, right away. Boom. How many people have been stuck in traffic and had a bit of a nut off to themselves mm-hmm. because they're having, a, a sh- they're having a crap day? Yeah. They're in a crap mood. And now they're cr- stuck in this crap situation and everything is just dialed up. Everybody's dealing with that. Mm. But we're learning to deal with stress and pressure on the training room floor. You know, someone grinding into shutting down your breathing, putting pressure, stress on your body. What we're trying to teach people here is that that's just a small, small moment in time. Yeah, but if they take on uh, an emotional component to it, then it starts getting a little bit bigger. Yeah, and it starts to infest their whole bodies. Yeah, and then all of a sudden their reaction to any stress starts to become... I'm going to load tension into my body because it feels like I'm, I'm creating a shell or a shield around myself yeah. to try and keep the stress out. Mm. Problem is the stress is already in. So it's like, how do we start to wash out the stress from people and the pressure and the tension by doing simple things like stretching your body. If we're talking physically, yeah. getting in, compressing your body, stretching. We do a lot of that here, opening ourselves up, 
um, trying to be accepting and not trying to, although this is, and this is a really strange paradox here, mm-hmm. that we're trying to learn how to fight without fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning, we had a really great teacher here, Kwan Lee, teaches up in um, Vancouver. He says the big problem is that a lot of times and what he sees is that we're fighting ourselves initially. It's not the problem from the outside that's, that's uh, there's a problem from the outside coming in. But if we're already fighting ourselves in regards to that problem, then we're not fighting one thing anymore and that outside pressure. And then we're fighting two things. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, big problem. Yeah, we've compounded our experience in a negative fashion um, hugely. And like we know, mm-hmm. like we were talking about before, that tends to spiral out pretty quickly when the hands mm-hmm. are on. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden people aren't moving, they're not breathing anymore, and all of a sudden that problem is compounded even more and more and more. Mm. So we often spend, um, we spend quite a bit of time with Sistema trying to get away from the ideas of fighting against the person. So a, a simple drill might be having laying down on the floor, having body pressure on top of you. Initially, we might take it to, rather than thinking about a technique or going to our shrimps and things like that and creating our frames and things um, to get rid of the person is that we just allow the person to lay on top of us and put pressure into our bodies. Mm -hmm. How can we acclimatize ourselves to that and start to realize that at least within that little context of time and depending on what we're looking for in the class, that it's okay to feel that pressure and to feel uncomfortable and to feel like there's no solutions and no answers. Mm -hmm. That's okay. We have to, have to accept that first yeah because like you said in the beginning um this is about developing a a calm psyche if we're so ramped up at the moment we get contact in our body we cannot find solutions Mm. to get rid of that contact but if we can start to develop some calmness in ourselves and realize hey at the moment this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me and hopefully lauren says swap partners (laughs) in a minute or trade roles in a minute yeah that the pressure is going to be relieved. But, and after we get people starting to calm down a little bit, then we start, okay, there's a clearness here. Then we can start to say, okay, we're going to start nudging you in the direction of some movements, maybe some breathing patterns mm-hmm. that are going to help them get out from underneath that stress. Yeah. So in the broader picture, we're looking at taking those little lessons we're trying to learn on the mat there with all those things that we've just talked about starting to expand them out to the pressures that we're feeling in everyday life. Mm. Yeah. So we can develop calmness. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's the one thing that I've appreciated about Sistema. Although we, we had this chat the other day mm. too, that, you know, it's a bit of an ambiguous title. Yeah. Uh, Sistema. That's it. Cause it translates into the system. Yeah. But, um, you have to be quite experienced to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. That's so it. to speak. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a general thought that, um, training in martial arts and exposure to adversity yeah. allows you to build up that uh, resilience and confidence in yourself yeah. that when you are faced with other challenges in life, yeah. you've weathered a previous storm yeah, it's a, to carry that strength with you yeah. to face the next one that's a, with a, a degree of maintaining your character yeah, it's a, and good. keeping yourself and other people safe, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing that I've always really liked about Sistema, though, is that it's systematically and structurally 
introduces you to that on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, where you're getting more comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Good. So that when you find yourself in just a different um, place, mm. you're like, oh, okay, I don't need to get so rucked up because that's it. I've dealt with that, right? Especially yeah, in, a, yeah. in a martial arts context, yeah, you know, and it's one, of the, it's one of the really interesting things about Sistema. It's like, well, you know, if you want to break it down just as simple, how many martial arts just allow you to learn how to deal with discomfort, like getting hit or how to recover yourself or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's it. You know, everybody is always outwardly projecting what they want to do with their martial arts. Right. Yeah. That's it. Um, it's the rare system and practitioner that will place themselves in a place of uncomfortable, uh, being uncomfortable or disadvantaged to experience it. That's it. To, and then, you know, not to, you're not trained, trying to train a a sense of learned helplessness. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. That's it. But you're trying to get exposure to not nice things so that it can raise you up. That's it. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. And I, I think that's the, the drawback to, we, we get people coming in and trying out the classes and things like that. Um, Initially, look that, and we try and talk them through it. That can be a very confronting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do in system. We don't do forms training, which is a big part of some other martial arts. My bagua very forms based. Yeah, uh, you're trying to learn sixty four of these forms. Um, so we're hands on right away with people. We first we just want them to acknowledge how they feel when someone puts their hands on them, or they're feeling some weight. Yeah. What are their initial reactions? If that's to curl up on a ball, that's a starting point. Okay, but we can start to unwind and dial away. The problem that I see with with um, people coming down is this is a long process. Yeah, um, we could probably dial it into being a very short process and maybe give them five pretty quick techniques that would give them some... Uh, kind of a base in martial arts and whatnot. But they're not going to see what the system has for them if they're not spending a good deal of time yeah. in it. Yeah, and trying yeah. to take that, if we call it baggage with them, taking the system of things with them out into the real world. Yeah. So it's like the, oftentimes I, I see people shooting themselves in the foot. They'll come down for, they'll come down for a few weeks and they'll go, oh, I'm, not, I'm not quite understanding um, maybe where this is headed to, what are the methods. But that's something that becomes pretty evident from what I see from from students that stick around for four months, six months. Mm-hmm. Now years. Yeah. Some of the, the crew here have been here for years. They've taken on, they start to understand just the methods that we're trying to use. Quite yeah. different than... Um, some other martial arts, um, look, everyone, every martial arts got its own uniqueness and whatnot and its own kind of take on how to get good results out of people. I find that this, uh, what we're doing here fits into a lot of different temperaments. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a class can pretty readily, even though it's the same subject matter that we're, we're pushing into, um, you may have someone um, on the on the end where they're just here for to get themselves moving in health. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are coming down because uh, they've got these wild ideas and they've seen crazy videos of these spetsnaz dudes doing all kinds of wild and flipped, warrior flips with shoulders with shovels and that's it. Yeah. 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 
but within the system, look, in the same class, we can give both of those ends of those spectrums yeah. things they can work on for themselves. Mm-hmm. There'll be a bit of crossover over time. That's the ideal over time, is that those dudes coming in with these big, these big ideas about um, kind of being rough and tumble warriors and whatnot have to learn how to access the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, it's it's actually maybe something that we should lay out a little bit around, like, what's an average class like for anybody who might be listening and is interested? Because yeah, gotcha. Sistema is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, yep. like, um, it's not a hugely dependent system on hierarchy. Yeah. Um, there's no belts. That's it. Um, you don't compartmentalize advanced students away from beginner students. There's no beginner's yep. class. Um, everybody yeah. works with everybody else. Yeah, that's it. Um, doesn't matter if you're, you know, 30 year martial artist and it's your first, you know, and you're walking in with somebody, it's their first day. Yeah. Um, everybody is going to get in the mix. Yeah. There's no specialized uniforms. Yeah. There's no belts. There's no equipment. Um, the only differentiation would be the mm-hmm. instructor is leading the class yeah, yeah. and the students are there learning. That's um, it. You know, I mean, those are some of my just general reflections that are yeah. different. Maybe some people, yeah, yeah. you know, think about a martial arts class and what's going to happen, right? Yeah, that's um, it. What, what are some of your things that you think you would yeah. share? Oh, well, the reason why I like to mix people together, uh, from my point of view, would be that the people who have been around for a long time, um, they can give guidance to the, the newbies coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So they can kind of... The newbies can look at them and say, okay, this is where this progresses to. They can feel where it progresses to, more importantly, not just seeing it from across the room because there's a group of advanced students working on something. Yeah. Uh, we're all working on the same things here. The important part for the advanced, the quote-unquote advanced students that have been around a long time is that the newbies coming in here, they don't fall into these quote-unquote systema games or... You know, we fall into these little traps. The newbies act like real people. So they're coming in, you know, oftentimes they're coming with a lot of tension, a lot of resistance. And so that's a good way to start to humble and keep, uh, keep the, on, the, the training really honest for the people that have been around for a long time. Yeah. Because all these little tricks and whatnot that they, they work with with their friends that have been around a long time and there's a... There's a communication there. There's a dialogue. They understand how to push each other's buttons a little bit yep. or how to be compliant with each other and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Newbie is probably not going to be like that. And it's going to be more, they're going to be more realistic to what uh, kind of the quote-unquote advanced people might meet out on the street. Yeah, I, I think wise words there because yeah. um, I've certainly experienced that, you know. Um, you know, a lot of tension yeah. You're almost really trying to take care of them because, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. you know, they're a new the student. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you want them to come back, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, um, you know, it, it changes how you how you have to work with people. That's it. Um, you're still trying to do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you got to work around that. And I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's a real healthy thing to experience. That's it. Yeah. And for me, what it really starts to foster is, and, and we talk a lot about this at our club here, the importance for communication between people. Yeah. Yeah. So we can really start to dial in what each other kind of needs and start to understand, okay, I understand his needs, but I'm going to start to give him something that he needs even more than that. So it can start to dial them out of their little boundaries and their bubbles. Mm. 
That's not saying say, maybe someone comes in a we'll we'll use a number system here. Someone comes in like a two or three on that dial. Yeah, it is not. Well, I shouldn't say not because we do this sometimes. Not automatically jacking them up to ten on the dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they just shut down, they go into this huddle up mode. Yeah, but it's going okay. They're level three here. Okay, I'm feeling that they're kind of coming on board with what we're after. I'm going to try and push them up to a four here for a little bit. Yeah. What is the response to that? We dialogue that through. Yeah, I'm, I'm always talking to people about, okay, you need to tell them what your needs are. It could be that for the day, you're looking to play pretty cruisy, yeah, and you want to stay down on those threes and whatnot. It might be a thing where for that partnership, it ain't going to work out for the day. You find a new partner, someone that's going to give you what you want. Yeah. Whether you want to be on that three or you want to dial it up to seven. Mm-hmm. There will always be someone that you can mix and match with. But none of that, so you're never going to find that if there's no communication between right. people. Yep. Okay, so we, um, and this was a little trick that I learned from, uh, again, from Manny over in Toronto, mm-hmm. and we do this quite a bit with our crew here. We'll go through some drilling. Um, there'll be a point where I say, stand to your feet, and you walk and talk with your partner. Yeah. Okay, it gives you a little bit of space to process what you've just been through for the last 15 minutes, getting your, your head crammed onto the floor and weight on you and whatnot. So you can start to discussing how you f- to discuss how you're feeling about your reactions to what we're we are doing at the time. Yeah, um, you know some other neat things. Just mm. thinking big picture around what a, a class might be for somebody who would walk in and yeah. experience it. Yeah, yeah. Um, every class is different. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, they, you know, you might have an idea of yeah. what you're going to do. Yep. Um, but you know, it's. You know, you're not going to have the the same class twice. Yeah, are you? That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's an ideal for me. Um, that's different for different clubs around the world. Um, each instructor will take it to a, a different place for themselves. It's got the same base to it. But I like the idea of um, again. And I'll draw back onto my experience with the police. Here is that one of my main goals is that people are versatile and adaptable to whatever is thrown at them. Yeah. Yep. We will have times um, when instructors have come over, um, they've laid out a, an awesome seminar where we'll kind of dial into that information for a few weeks just to really solidify it into ourselves. But ideally for me, um, I'll go through little phases. Um, at the moment, I'm on a grappling phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of grappling, but that's not doing the same rope drills over and over and over. My job is, again, to look at, we'll call... Um, grappling again another a ball and we want to look at it a different from different perspectives yeah so i can start to look at the the students and i can start to pick up on okay what's really go- coming on board for them okay maybe we'll hammer into that for a little while to really again solidify it mm-hmm. maybe there are things that are not quite, not quite there so we'll kind of push them towards more experimentation in those ways so they can start to open themselves to the information that we're trying to give to them yeah Again, looking for versatility and adaptability because that's what we're going to need if we're out on the street on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. We're we're staying up a bit too late, and maybe should have gone home a couple hours ago. And then something happens mm. out of the blue. It's not um, it's not the instructor in the room saying, "Okay, we're going to do this now." It just happens out of the blue, mm. and they have to be ready to deal with whatever is. Uh, presented in front of them at that time. Yeah, um, it makes me think of. There's a nice quote from uh, another great uh, uh, system and practitioner, Sonny Pazikas, 
um, who's experts in that sky and whatnot. He, he, he describes Sistema as developing a martial art, developing your system in the moment for the moment. Boom. Yeah. To me, that um, look, I've, I feel I got goosebumps on my forearms. Yeah. That's a pretty big, big ask. Yeah. Um, but that's something we're working towards. And how, as, how a, as a process, how alive and integrated as a human being yeah. do you have to be to hold that? You know, that's it. And yeah. carry that with you. Yeah. There's, uh, there's another quote. Um, we had a great instructor here, Martin Wheeler, who said um, he was listening to Vladimir talk one day, and someone came up and said, um, and I'll paraphrase here, but um, someone came up and said, uh, uh, Vladimir, uh, you, how many push-ups do you do a day? And da 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 da. Vladimir said to the students, he says, do you ever see a tiger in the jungle doing push-ups? No, tiger's just a tiger. Mm. It's within him now. Mm. It is him. He is going to act appropriately within the context of what's given to him Yeah, and take care of business as is needed, mm. whether that is anything from walking away in de-escalation to, and from what I felt from Vladimir, it can happen very quickly that he's got full control of your brain in your body mm. and shutting you down. Yeah. So the more shut down you are, the freer he is. Yeah. And it happens within pretty small space in terms of time. Mm. Um, one thing I was mm. thinking to, to ask you, Yeah. and you've shared this before because um, when you made your transition out of the police yeah. um, and operating in that very tactical environment mm-hmm. and then, uh, went back, retrained, and now yeah. uh, I'm on a whole different track uh, working in a healing yeah. modality, right? Yeah. But one thing, a real interesting insight you shared with me doing that work is that yeah. people will come to see you yeah. and they'll say, fix me. Yeah, that's it. And I'm just curious if you could extrapolate on that a little bit from your perspective, even from a systemic point of view yeah, of, yeah. you know, because you can have the same dynamic with a student. Oh, heck yeah. A student will come in and say, teach me. That's it. Teach me this. Yeah, Fic- yeah, yeah. You know, do this. Do that. You know, they're they're putting something on you. They have an expectation That's of you. It. What do you feel is the responsibility of the teacher? Yeah. And what do you feel is the responsibility of the student? Yeah. That's um, it. In a systemic context. Yeah. I would say that. I often get I'll get asked by new people coming around, and they'll say something along the lines of, "What is Systema going to give me?" And then. The unfortunate thing I have to tell them is it's not going to give you anything unless you're willing to give to it. Yeah. Which means being here when you're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries, illness aside, not taking days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plunking yourself down on the floor and being open to a new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very tricky. Um, there are people that have inner drivers. Um, I have learned that over time. I was uh, I was outwardly driven as a young kid. I had to be pushed into sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to be told to go to the sports. Yep. Um, that switched with me over time. Um, uh, group sports didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty I was a pretty shy kid, bit of an introvert and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The lucky thing that happened to me when I was a teenager, though from about 13, 14 years old, is that I really got hooked into skateboarding, which which at that time, 
didn't have a lot of outside drivers to it. You knew some basic ideas and things like that. You see pictures in magazines and whatnot. We didn't have access to videos and tutorials and da-da-da, which all these great skateboarders have grown up with now. Yeah. It was an inner drive that started to develop in me mm-hmm. because I would start to picture things that I wanted to do on my skateboard. But yeah. there is no one there telling me to do that. Quite the opposite. Where I grew up was a very uh, conservative place. Mm-hmm. So skateboarders and the punks and the heavy metal kids and the stoner kids and all that stuff, they are very much on the outside. And even within my own family, Mm -hmm. um, they're because of the age difference between my mom and myself. Mm -hmm. um, She didn't. And this is just the way she's brought up. She did not understand why I was willing to be out on my skateboard for hours at a time. Yeah. Sometimes getting up in the morning, taking a bus into the city, and I would be gone all day long right. skateboarding. Mm-hmm. No one telling me to do that. That was me starting to de- to get that inner drive going. Develop your own way. That's a yeah. That's the same thing we see in the massage clinic with this with the with the fix me people. The fix me people are the people that want the outside drivers. Yeah, they want someone to come in and say, "You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this." Um, that is problematic when you're trying to get them on board with home care, telling them to do some stretches, telling them to do some strength work. If you are not there telling them to do it, they won't do it. Yep. So then it starts to become this thing where you stop talking to them about the specific exercises and things they're doing. Yeah. You have to start to talk them to them into starting to listen to those inner voices mm-hmm. that are telling them to do this. It's already there because they've decided to go get out of their little loop and come to a massage clinic because they're feeling like garbage. Mm. It, listening to you share the story, hmm. it made me think, if we would agree that Sistema hmm. is, or at least one truth associated with Sistema is around developing the person. Yeah that if you come into a systemic class and don't have an anchor point on what you want to develop, yeah, it becomes tricky. You're in, you're in chaos essentially because you're, if, if you, if you're not coming into this environment, looking to develop your own way, expecting an external answer. Yeah. Um, you're going to be floating and floating and floating. Yeah. So we start talking to people about, um, with systema, it's it's termed as a principle-based martial arts, mm-hmm. where essentially we kind of work the opposite from what other martial arts will do in that they, they'll bring in certain techniques. Once you get the techniques going, they'll start to talk about uh, health and welfare and whatnot. We do the opposite. So they're coming in. We want to start to kind of mold them, get some attributes growing in them. If they're coming along with those studies for themselves, then we can start to bring in technical aspects yeah yeah because um there's a nice quote from um constantine and again i'll paraphrase where he says uh people are often like uh, a sieve yet you pour water into the sieve and it just drains out the bottom yeah yeah so they're not holding on to anything but if we can start to close that down and start to you know treat the water like attributes resilience awareness strength um da 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 
um, then they start holding on to that. And then we can start to use that as a basis to start to build in a bit of, if they're geared that way, mm. start to push them towards a bit more technical aspects of how do I get someone down to the ground? How do I strike them properly? Mm. Okay. But there's an intermesh there, obviously. Um, you, you, you don't know if you're doing it wrong unless you're doing it. Yeah, that's a starting point. I always talk to people about that um, in the clinic and here. It's like someone will say, well, I can't do that. And I'll say, yeah, okay. You know, and they're like, no, I can't do it. I'm like, well, no, this is your first exposure to it. You can't do it yet. Yeah. But if you get on board with what we're trying to show you, slow your brain down a little bit, listen to your body a little bit, mm-hmm. um, things will come on board. Two months from now, you're going to be doing this no problem. Yeah. Part of it is look, the moniker for Sistema is know yourself. Part of knowing yourself, and we have these great aspirations about, you know, I want to be this and I want to be that. Knowing yourself is knowing what the starting point is for you. Yeah. yeah. Where are you right now? What is your baseline? Mm. Again, Manny said it really well. He said, had a student come to him and said, I'm going to go run a marathon. Yeah, I'm prepping up for this marathon. I'm going to go run this marathon. Manny looked at him and he said, um, have you ever walked the length of a marathon? Can you walk that distance? What makes you think you're going to run the distance if you can't even walk the distance? Yeah. So it's, it's a process. Mm. It's a, and again, this comes back to the, like, the kind of, I've been looking into the, kind of these definitions of systems and whatnot. It comes down to a process. It has to be a starting point. You have to think about where you want to go to with this. Is it health work? Is it technical work? Is it tactical work? Um, is it just stress-based? You're trying to, you have to have a bit of an idea where to go to. So for us, we bring that down to the four pillars. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got breathing, you've got your movement, you've got relaxation, you've got form. Relaxation, um, I use in my head, instead of the term relaxation all the time, I, learn, I, I use the term tension management. We're learning to manage our tension. Okay. Okay, it's... With when you say relaxation, people have these ideas of like the cat laying in a sunny spot on the carpet and he's like snarking out and mm. so relaxed and whatnot. Mm. Um, but that's what we bring him down to. Yeah. So if someone's, if I can see someone's kind of struggling with uh, a portion of the class, I might go to them. I say, look, for the next five minutes, just focus on your breathing. Yeah. Don't don't worry about everything else. Don't worry where it goes to, what the self-defense application of it is. Can you, within this next five minutes, spend and be present completely as best as possible, just focus on your breathing here? Well, you know, and that's a real interesting thing because when people get caught up in that, yeah, they 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 don't see themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. They they don't see themselves, I mean, and I mean yeah, yeah. that's a general metaphor. It's difficult to see yeah. ourselves it's accurately. A, that's it. We anyways, need outside right? eyes sometimes. We do, and so you know, as the instructor, yep. you try to help, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you see some person they're stiff as a board, yeah. You know, and that stereotypical thing. Say, relax. I am relaxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, how many times does that happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, calls? Oh, right. That's it. Um, you know, and you're like. Yeah. No, you're you're really you're really not right. You That's know, a, even even you know because they can't see themselves, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 For uh, when I was in my policing days uh, on this tactical squad, um, it was a box of beer was owed for any one that was hurt when they're jumping on somebody trying to handcuff them. That was heard saying, "Just relax, just relax." 
how the heck is this person going to relax when there's four giant dudes on top of them smashing them into the ground yeah. to control them? And this person's saying, just relax, just relax. That person owes a box of beer to the crew. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really wild stuff. Um, and there's all kinds of uh, little things we see coming up. Um, but we, we treat them with a, a lightheartedness, at least in my class. Some mm-hmm. of the classes around the world may be very, very serious. And we do talk about some serious subjects. Mm-hmm. But I find, um, I find if we keep it light for people, um, keep the sense of being open and a bit of freedom, mm-hmm. they, they absorb a bit more. It's like a sponge that's already been wrung out. Yeah, I mean, um, the way I've talked to people about that and, and the culture in the club, yep. right, is that when people are trying to learn new things, yeah. you know, skills, attributes, you know, whatever, how do we learn? Yeah, that's it. And a lot of people, if they have a think about it, you learn through play. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah. Um, because it opens you up that's it. to possibilities, yeah, right? Yeah. And you don't, like you think about, what state of mind you're in when you're in a play mode yeah you're not you're not anxious you're not you know like it's a it's a, a it's a good learning space right yeah, yeah. So you're we're, there and present at the time yeah and and you're not thinking about what's going to happen three months from now yeah i mean um yeah i i just i often think and you know it's it's not an uncommon mm. thing for people to say that the training uh culture and environment mm. here at Sistema auckland is really positive and special. Yeah, a lot of people may comment on it. Yeah, um, and um, that's one of the things, you know, is that it's good vibes here. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do some hard work, but you know what? People are smiling and laughing too. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an important thing. It's um, again, it's to me, it, it makes it seem more alive. Right. Um, I can think back to my Bagua days mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. I was having fun. That's why I kept doing it. Sure. But sometimes it was just so flat. Mm-hmm. Not that trying to ingrain certain movements into your body and brain is a bad thing. But just the way it was brought over, it was just there was a flatness to it. It didn't feel alive. Yeah. Um, after the first few years of Sistema, I, I, I see there's an aliveness that we can generate. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's, um, I think that's brought to the forefront by my instructors and Vladimir and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think at the heart of it, they don't want Sistema to become a stagnant thing. Mm -hmm. So you'll often see little course corrections with some of the instructors where you can say, where you can tell they've kind of been, okay, they're going down that road, going down that road, and they're like, well, hold on. If we kind of branch out over this way, it's going to get people off that track, get them thinking again, get them moving a bit differently. Mm Mm-hmm. They go down that track for a bit, and it just keeps branching and branching and branching. Yeah. And, and again, that comes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is versatility and adaptability. Mm. And trying to get these ideas into people, into their bodies. Um, the little phrase that I use for the T-shirts for Sistema Auckland is um, uh, we're trying to develop a, th- a body that can think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for some reason, and... Um, for probably the last four months, I've been like obsessed with um, the octopus. Mm-hmm. What an amazing thing. Brains in their arms. Mm. So I think when I'm on the floor, um, 
in my own training with Sistema, I've also started doing a bit of cross training for myself, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. going down to a, a, a BJJ class um, three times a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, that the guys that are just running roughshod over me, yeah, and I got a little bit of skill base with me. I've got heaps to learn, and whatnot. I feel like I'm like a seashell. Yeah. <laughs> and they're an octopus that has decided that he's going to pick me up and play with me. Yeah. yeah. That's how helpless I feel because it just comes from everywhere. Yeah. Mm. They, and they're tricky. <laughs> they got games that they're playing. They yeah. get you focused in on something mm. because they're starting to shift and play with the other parts of the body, trying yeah. to get their legs into a different place. Yeah. And all of a sudden they jump off your arms and they're on your leg. And you're like, far out. Did not even, I didn't see it for one thing. Secondary, I did not feel that coming. Yeah. And it is, uh, yeah, it's a real good humbling. There's a bit of shock to it. And and again, that comes back to, again, trying to keep my Sistema alive and practical. Mm. I have to learn how, how to work my Sistema against people that can work that well. Yeah. Um, oftentimes we talk in class here, um, and again, this comes back to a culture thing, is that I'm not solely focused on making myself better. I, it doesn't, it's a secondary thing to me. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is I want to develop a culture within this class and within myself that whoever I'm working with, no matter what my level of ability is and their level of ability is, is I'm going to try and make them better. Right. Because if they get better, that means i got to keep up in my game. Nice. I got to make it go and go and go. Fantastic. Yeah. And then it comes a cyclical thing. They're doing the same thing. Mm. Then all of a sudden, it's not just one person taking off and having a great time. Both people are starting to develop attributes, skill sets, mm. um, a way to focus themselves, looking towards these goals. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was. Um, uh, Something really simple uh, the other day, this one of the guys just kept getting me locked up with this, what they call an X guard, which is he's hooked into my legs. Yep. One of my legs, he's got it. It is, I am stuck there. My goal became very quickly, and I had to tell myself that, is that I'm going to prevent him from putting his legs around my leg. Yeah, That's all I was focusing on. I couldn't care less what came of it, even if I was giving up things that he was eventually starting to take advantage of. Yeah. But I was saying, okay, my goal for the next 10 minutes is I'm not going to let him wrap my legs up. Yeah. So we have to do that for ourselves. Um, I often encourage um, the guys uh, at class to always do a reflection points through the training. We don't run a belt system in Sistema, mm-hmm. um, which can be, uh, can be problematic. Um, but overall, I think it's pretty good because, again, it comes down to this idea of who's the newbie, who's advanced. There should be a big crossover there. Yeah. Well, and that, that anchors, and we were talking before around, mm-hmm. like, you know, what could people expect in yeah, a systemic yeah. class, right? And and that um, is a structured, regularly occurring part of training. Yeah. Is that at the end of class, yep. we circle up. That's it. And people can share their thoughts yeah. or experiences or feelings or what 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 was pertinent for them and, and where they're at in their journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's an equivalent of a, of a debrief after an experiential learning process. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got to get it off your chest. Yeah, well, I, I explain that to people because yeah. what you speak 
consol- consolidates your knowledge and your truth. That's it. And listening to others do the same yeah, yeah. can also inform that process. Yeah, that's right. It. And so, um, again, under that narrative that yeah. Systema is um, for you to develop your own way, yeah. you have to reflect on what that is. That's it. Right? Yeah. So you have to take it out of the abstract of being in your brain where things tend to spiral. Yeah. We like to do that as mm-hmm. humans. Yeah. We like to go off on tangents and what if, what if, what if. Mm-hmm. But having to formulate before that circle up yeah. a couple of little points for yourselves, and it might seem pretty kind of maybe out there, or you're just like, okay, I'm just going to chuck this out there. Mm-hmm. I would say that for most of what is being said in the circle ups, everybody else is thinking in their brain yeah. similar things. Yeah. So it starts to get it out. Mm. And people, we can discuss it a bit. Mm. We can go, okay, we're feeling pretty successful here. There may be a bit of a theme where people were meeting successes. Yeah. But you can also start to pick up on, as an instructor, okay, okay, Joe has said there is a struggle here. Two people down, um, Jane, mm-hmm. there's the same problem happening. Mm. So after that, after we get through that circle up, maybe on my way home, maybe I'm sitting around trying to come up with um, where I'm going to take a class, I start to think about I don't dwell into where the people are successful. Yeah. People are successful doing that. They can Mm -hmm. do those things. Mm -hmm. But we've got two people here that feel like they're struggling. And those two people are probably representative of of a bigger portion of that group. Yeah. That are probably struggling also. Yeah. But when we like to talk about ourselves, we like to talk about the successes we have. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we like to pat ourselves on the back a bit. Yeah. Which is all well and great. You've got to have positive vibes going through yourself. Yeah, sure. You've got to keep it nice and light. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a time when you got to dwell into, man, that was gnarly. That was hard. Yeah. I'm not shying away from it. I'm trying to take the fear out of it. In fact, you should be starting to tell yourself, I want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. I want to go back there yeah. until I'm not feeling those feelings anymore or the gap has been filled. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's a, that's a sign of a healthy club yeah. to encourage that because – you know, I'll often talk to people um, in classes, and I'll say, I have a couple of catchphrases, you know. Yep. One is, be thankful for your adversity. Yeah, good. And the other one is, stop trying to win everything you're stealing from yourself. Yeah, 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 nice. Right? Um, is it? If people are getting wrapped up on just replicating what they're having success with. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's not, uh, that is valuable. Yeah. Right. Think, yeah. You know, you got to test your skills and know that you have them. That's it. But if that's all you're doing, yeah, yeah. you're stealing from yourself. Yeah. That's right. It. Um, it's like a one way road. Yeah. Yeah. Life is bigger than that. Yeah. yeah these roads should be coming from all different directions. Mm. Some are very pleasant. <laughs> um, uh, we know this where we both ride motorcycles in New Zealand. There yeah. are some really pleasant roads here mm-hmm. and they're beautiful roads yeah. and you can, you can have a great sunny day and cruising out, and everything's pretty low key. Yeah, you take a couple short turns, and all of a sudden you're on one of the gnarliest roads ever, <laughs> where you've got to automatically, without thinking about it too much, you need to dial in very quickly and become very present. Yeah, within the movement, could mm-hmm. be the amount of traffic you're dealing with. It could be just the state of some of the roads here. Yeah, you know we're dealing with a lot of country roads that are very twisty, windy, mm-hmm. a lot of um, going up hills, coming down hills, and things like that. Yeah, and we know, and hopefully this doesn't happen ever. But um, look, you can come off a motorcycle pretty quick, and when you come off a motorcycle, you're dealing with a lot of problem. Yeah, 
So if you're not switched on, um, there's a time to be lazy and daydream and enjoy the sun on your face. And yeah. There is time to be switched on to the max. Yeah. Um, yeah, f- I'm finding, again, like with massage work, there's so many crossovers there. And I never expected this because I'd, I'd ridden a little scooter around for years. And I did 10 years of riding a scooter around. What size was the engine? There's, Just- there's a 49cc. <laughs> yeah. And if you know me or you've seen my size, um, I championed that little guy because uh, it was really pushing it. Mm. But um, but that's quite different than being out on open road. We uh, I got a bigger, I got a decent sized motorcycle now. Yeah, where you can take it up a little bit and start to kind of ride a little bit of edge of getting the adrenaline going a little bit. Mm-hmm. How does this system relate to that? Yeah. Um, again, we're looking at uh, keeping ourselves safe. Um, I have found um, that even with all this this work, we work a lot on trying to rid ourselves of tension. At times, the tension on the motorcycle, I come away and my right arm is so fired up because yeah. I've just been holding on and holding on and holding yep. on. When I should be allowing the motorcycle to do a lot of that work for me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of crossover here. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And, and we talked about this a little bit before, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's neat how some of these things and activities that we pursue yeah. teach us about how integrated and functionalized we've made yeah. ourselves through this pursuit of Sistema and yeah, we yeah. get those reflections, right? And we think, oh, yeah, That's okay, it. you know what? I still got st- I still got work to do, right? Yeah, oh, heck yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's the reason I've decided to do a bit of cross-training at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long that will last. Hopefully it lasts a long time. There's a good bunch of guys that I'm, I'm working with who mm-hmm. have been helpful to me. Um, not necessarily pointing me in the right direction, but being helpful because... <laughs> It's full tilt. Yeah, with a, they yeah. work with a lot of resistance. is really great for me, mm. um, and hopefully, maybe there'll be a bit of um, uh, bleed through, where some of those experiences start to guide my um, choices that I'm making here with the Systema Club. Yeah, you know, this group, and I would say um, all the instructors that have come over here have always commented on that. There is good foundation work that has been done here. We've, we've laid down good um, atmosphere for people. Mm-hmm. They're on board with um, come some of the broader goals that we're looking to develop with Sistema. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've all said in their own own ways that, okay, now it starts, it's time to start pushing people in certain directions. Yeah. Let them try out certain things. Mm. Um, and to me, my mind, when I, when I hear that, um, that goes to practicalities of, again, getting hands-on with people. Yeah. Um, there is good movement, and we try to foster that as best as possible. Mm-hmm. But like any coin, there is garbage movement. Yeah, yeah. So we start to start to hone in for ourselves. Um, uh, when you're working with the students or whatnot, we need to start to look at: okay, are we just spinning our tires here for the sake of spinning our tires? Yeah, yeah. And we're we're not seeing what the and this was a big learning jump for myself running these classes about three years into it yeah where i'd sat down with um a couple of the instructors and i said okay i kind of see where we want to go with ourselves tactically yeah i see that there we do all these drills so the first few years of us we're just i just look at things on the computer read things and i just chuck a bunch of drills at 
at people. And we were kind of using them as, quote, unquote, these warm-ups and things. Yeah. But then over time, with the, with the help of my, uh, my teachers, I start to see where that there are links and bridges between those simple drills that we're doing and with the tactical work that we're kind of headed towards in martial arts context. Yeah. So that was a big leap forward for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a big leap coming again for us where we're going to channel that even more and start to really dial into, look, some of these martial arts have been around for ages. Yeah. And across the board with them, they'll call them different things, but they're all doing the same thing Mm. because they are good movements. They Mm. work. They are still around 800 years later because there's a practicality to them. There's an efficiency to them. They work properly. Yeah. Okay. And it's all well and great to say, I'm going to, I'm going to experiment and play. And we can do that for our whole lives. I I don't doubt that if you ask Vladimir, um, if he still had work to do for himself, that he would not hesitate to say, I've got this to work on this, to work on this, to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from his own teachers. So we've established this nice foundation here and we will always try and invigorate that when people Mm -hmm. keep that fresh and alive. But now we're going to start to do a little bit of a push into some real simplistic things on the surface. Simplistic. Yeah. There's simple movements and whatnot. Getting dialed into us so we can treat them as go tos. We, we can use them as a springboard to learning other things. Well, simple ain't easy. <laughs> That's it. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. That's it. And the number one thing I would say look, anyone looking to get into any style of martial arts, any pursuit, it could be playing tennis or whatever you're doing, water polo, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. If you ain't doing it consistently, you may as well hang your boots up mm. and go trying something different. Yeah. Find something different. Yeah. Perseverance is power. That's it. Right? Yeah. Um, one of the, the, the first teachings that, that I heard when I was uh, started my journey in martial arts. Yeah. Perseverance is power. Yeah. It's good. Right? Um, you just got to stick with it. That's it. Yeah. Over and over and over. And that comes back to that skill bubble that we're trying to expand out and compress. Expand yeah. out and compress. Hmm. Sometimes that will happen 10 times in a session. Yeah. Sometimes it's a slower process. Hmm. But it has to happen. Yeah. And that ain't happening if people aren't on the floor here. Hmm. Or wherever they're choosing to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we are cresting on um, hmm. near on uh, an hour and a half here. Oh, that's great. It um, goes by quick. <laughs> it's good. Yes, it does. It's good chat. Yeah. Um, just kind of closing mm-hmm. off. Yeah. I'm just curious. Are there... Are there any kind of closing thoughts for you in terms of um, yourself, Sistema, your hopes for it in New Zealand, um, and maybe um, what your hopes are in terms of uh, sharing some of this knowledge in the podcast or just general thoughts? Oh, that's good. Um, Well, my hope would be that this, again, is a bit of a springboard. Yeah. So later on the online, we get together and we start picking apart some of these little ideas that we've touched on mm-hmm. uh, we didn't go into a, a lot of depth on some of them um use the springboard and start to again just like we do in the circle ups mm-hmm. get these ideas out of our brains yeah start to get them out of the abstract start to bounce ideas off each other so we can make what's happening here better yeah cool. for people give them a, a one of the monikers i use for this Club, this is this is a home for equal explorers of breath and movement. Equal explorers meaning that um, 
we're all here to learn. Mm. We all have things to learn. Mm. Yeah. Anybody coming in here saying that they don't have something to learn should probably find somewhere else to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've already put up walls. Yeah. Mm. And quite frankly, it's kind of crappy to have to push through that so often. Yeah. yeah. People should come in here with a bit of open mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Not that I will, I'm up for that challenge. <laughs> Anyone who wants to come through the story, you will be well taken care of. Yeah. Okay. This is not, um, this is not a gnarly boot camp unless, uh, unless that's what people are kind of telling me they want for the day. Mm. Yeah. So I listen to people, what they're telling to me, what they kind of want, where they want to go to. I take that in with um, consideration of who's in the room. We can start to edge people out of these um, kind of cozy little bubbles yeah. that we love to sit in. Yeah. We're very comfortable with. Um, my hope for Sistema in general would be that it remains in a live practice. Yeah. The goal for myself with Sistema is that I just remain an engaged student. Yeah. Even though I'm, at times I'm the instructor, mm-hmm. there is a lot to learn about being an instructor, let alone the skills that I'm trying to learn with my own Sistema. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a learning process, and that's what life should be about. Cool. Being open to experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, no worries. Well, I reckon that's probably a good place to, yeah, cool. to close off. Um, that's all. Just before we do, I just yeah, yeah. want to say thank you very much to you. Yeah. Really appreciate no, you really uh, making to time to, to come here. Yeah, yeah. And in a bigger sense, thank yeah. you very much for creating the club here in New Zealand. Yeah, cool. Um, there's a lot of people who train here, yeah. a lot of people who really value the training. Yeah, cool. um, and good to hear. you know what? Mm-hmm. If you hadn't have taken mm-hmm. the time and the energy yeah. to do it, it's, uh, we wouldn't have it here. Yeah, good. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Cool. And uh, that'll open us up to more conversations down the line, I hope. Yeah, well, far out, like one hour, 40 minutes just oh. went by pretty fast, yeah, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay, well, that's us. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening along. Um, this is a Spirit Forge podcast. Um, please, if you like what you're uh, listening to today, tell your friends. Share it, okay? And if uh, you want to come by, uh, training here in Auckland is at the Sistema Auckland um, that's the, what's the website, Lauren? Yeah, that'll be um, just Sistema uh, Auckland.com is our, our base. Uh, we're on Facebook with Sistema Auckland. I keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is Sistema Auckland, of all things. Triple threat. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you very much, everybody, and we hope to uh, train with you soon. Yeah, go. All right.